1: Nothing, ¡No
2: Welcome in. It's uh, F the Groundhog Day, and uh, <laughs> a damn rodent.
3: I don't know why you're looking at a rodent to give you the weather report. Well, the Josh. rodent
2: says six more weeks of winter or an early spring. Right? Needs to get more specific. Well, that winter's over, not. It's just going to be an early spring because he's leaving himself the perfect weather wiggle. No, no, it's, it's no question. It's a perfect weather wiggle. Yeah. It's like any
3: coach in the NFL or Major League Baseball that tells you something. They're not very uh, authoritative. So partly on that, something.
2: Right? Yeah, partly something.
3: Yeah, me. well, here we sit. Now it's this back sucks. to winter. it would be like yesterday I was sitting outside in the middle of the afternoon and and you know, just kind of chilling with the dog, and and it was beautiful outside, right? Beautiful day out there yesterday. And then I went and picked up the kids at school, and it was like 30 degrees. I'm like, what What the hell is going on out here? And then I, I get outside this morning, there's snow on the ground. And, you know, I I finally took the sleds out of the garage. You know, they, they, they've they had these sleds in the garage for that one day that it correct, snowed, I correct. think, right? And yeah. they've been against the wall, and I wanted to rake some leaves yesterday and clean up the backyard. Yard and all that kind of stuff, and so all the sleds are in the way, uh, fight with these plastic sleds, right? And so I, I bring them inside and I put them by the stairs to go down to the basement to bring them down to the basement, right? Because nobody's going to take the sled down, right? You know how long they're going to sit there? Yeah, they'll sit on right? the top of
2: the stairs. If you the don't top do top of the stairs. stairs. Yeah. Well,
3: my wife ended up throwing them to the bottom of the stairs, so now they're at the bottom of the stairs. So now yeah. they'll be stepped over Correct. when people go down Correct. to the basement, Correct. right? Yes. And so I, I brought them in and they said, "Oh no, we need these still out." I go, well, "For what?" They go, "Well, it's supposed to snow tomorrow." I go, "It's going to be a dusting." I mean like barely a dusting out there right the dusting now that sucks yeah but yeah, I mean, yeah. that sucks because it's 19 degrees but you uh, you this year to me and I'm going to make this observation and you can agree with me or disagree okay. this year you're you're I, I don't want to say you're kind of playing the role of Bob Fesco a little <laughs> bit but I, I think you are with the weather like it's re, you're you've got the winter blues bad bro like like you really have the winter blues bad and your tweet yesterday saddened me like this better just be one day we better be back to normal <laughs> and I look at the 45 day forecast on accuweather and yesterday is going to be a better day than what we're going to see on opening day and really until the middle of april we're not going to see nice weather
2: that's what i was figuring that that monday was the nicest day we were going to have until summer yeah like the next the the weekend is
3: supposed to be nice and then after that it drops back off and 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 it's march and and you get the march type of temperatures but this is what you get when you're in this 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 situation of i guess you call it global warming whatever it is i mean it's 60 around christmas time and nobody complains about that right we're we're not complaining about 60s at christmas time but when we get into february and 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 it's cold we're complaining it's too cold in the month of february but in my opinion and and you know whether people could disagree or agree with me on that i'll talk to bender at the j when i see him later on but it seems to me all the seasons now have all kind of been pushed back about a month. Everything is starting later than it used to, and you know, usually the Big Twelve tournament weekend, you look at the calendar, and that's kind of when the weather would turn; it would start to warm up. That's not even happening this year. It's going to be in like the fifties and cloudy and rainy, and
2: I didn't need to all, look at the all that kind of days. stuff. So,
3: <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count on good weather after this weekend until we're sitting here probably around mid-april or so getting ready to head into the beginning of May because it's just what it is and and we get teased by this but I feel bad for you you need to get one of those those lights I bought one of those UV lights that you sit in front of that symbolizes the sunlight or something like that and helps a little bit but yeah I feel like you got the winter blues bad like you're ready to blow through this thing yeah, aren't this, you? Is,
2: this is stupid this is just this is this is dumb I was genuinely angry yesterday too I'm like uh-huh. I know I knew it was coming I right. knew the, I knew the 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 cold front was Moving in, but in my my fourth job as uh, assistant high school tennis coach at Elite the West, right? Uh, I want to be outside. You do absolutely. And so yeah. we had two days outside. One of which was nice. Yesterday it was nice for like an hour, and then the second hour, it just got. Yeah, just went and down I'm the like,
3: hill. This sucks. You don't want to do that <laughs> kind of stuff, you know. You really don't. You don't want to be outside with the kids, and they don't want to run and the They don't the want the to
2: do anything. You're not going to get anything accomplished, no. and, and you
3: know what's going to suffer you. You ain't going to be rehired next year because you're not going to get this practice time, in <laughs> and the staff's going to fire your ass. The, no,
2: last last year, I think it was the first like week and a half, we were we were not outside. Oh my like, god, we just couldn't Terrible. go out. It was cold. It was, you can't cold. Keep the it attention was windy, kids. and no, you couldn't at all. So you know, we're like we're running the halls, you right. know, for like three days, and then they're like they're rolling their eyes, like we're going to do this again? Go just come on, get out. And then even, you, even we're bored, like, okay, this is enough.
3: And how long do you do that for, right? You can't have a three-hour practice by oh, running no, up no. and down the hall. No, it's, I it's, mean.
2: it's, yeah, it's it's deer, deer running, try to do something fun. And try out. to teach something but then their eyes start to roll and you're like alright we're out yep. See you could see it you could yeah, see you can it in see their exactly faces exactly when, yep. when, when you lose them and then it's and it's gone it's funny yeah. you
3: say that because my daughter said to me yesterday and this was yesterday it was nice outside she goes I understand it's going to be cold tomorrow we have soccer practice I'm like yeah and your point is she goes well what do you think they're going to do I go you're going to put sweats on and you're going to get yeah. out there and you're going to practice yeah. I mean, it's not that hard yeah but tennis I can understand you guys wear those little short shorts and you probably <laughs> don't right. have the ability to that's put right. on long pants that's right because right?
2: I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm my, my, my soccer soccer background to tell me yeah bundle up get your ass out get your ass out there. That, that's yeah. that's my but how that, do you do that that's my nature it's just hard the wind it's the wind is uh, yep. like you just can't you know the wind's blowing 50 miles an hour one direction it's like you're not there's no purpose well you're
3: and there getting, you are you sound like we're a total not, midwestern without the wind it wouldn't we're be not that getting bad. Any, we're not
2: getting anything accomplished here and so there at the end of practice last night coach gonna snow tomorrow are we gonna practice i go I mean, one, it's not going to snow, right? Uh, and two, we're we're practicing unless we're not practicing. That's How's right. That? So we're not practicing. And it's the, probably not. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. Don't tell uh, the kids. Yeah, you. yeah. I was yeah. like, I was like, we're going to make you wait. We're not going to tell make you. Make them now. suffer. We're going to tell you now. How do I know it's going to be in twenty four hours? And then right. driving home, and I see that the temperature gauge <laughs> just drop, keeps drop, going, drop, going, drop, going, drop, going, drop. going. <laughs> After you started up the car, I'm like, it's, it was like forty four degrees. How I had it with like, no top on yesterday too. I did. it didn't have that. Put that back in at 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 the school. After rolling there with t shirt shorts and the top out. Yeah. You're as dumb as the kids. And then, uh, well, no, I thought I could make it home, but it was going to be like 62 degrees by the time <laughs> I'd, I'd already researched this. <laughs> <laughs> it was going to be 62 degrees by the time I got home. I'm like, okay, I made the heat on just a touch on the way home, but Turn we're good. Turned the heated
3: seat on, right? Yeah, You're like, ah, it's fine. Like, I, I could
2: have made it, and it was like 44 at the end. Of, I'm like, this, this sucks.
3: Yeah, it, it sucked. <laughs> I got up this morning, went outside. I'm like, oh, my God.
2: I got to yeah. get my get my KC Scouts jacket back on. heard the wind, all the wind howling yeah. all night, and I, I kept waking up. I don't know what you guys say. Wake up here. Yep. I'm like, oh, man,
3: it's no, cold no. Out it's, there. It, it is, it is it brutal. Sucks. But then again, this weekend, it's supposed to be in the 70s, but okay. you're going to be in
2: the 50s and 60s from here
3: on that'll, out. Until that'll we, take. It, it was
2: That'll take. What, the 50s and
3: 60s? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah but it'll if feel it will looks great. cloudy and rainy and it's just like a you know, typical type of spring, you it'll know?
2: F- it'll feel it'll feel great, but blame the groundhog today. Yeah,
3: it is. It, it, is, the, it is the rodent's fault. It anyway. is a
2: way back Wednesday as well today, yep. 913-586-7610, so you pick the music. Um, we already had an early request. Working right? for the weekend, I heard,
3: huh? <laughs> what was that? Everybody's working for the that weekend. That wasn't it. A little bit of uh, was
4: a what, BTO, uh, right? Take him care of business by uh, BTO, yeah. Teresa, and Shawnee. Right? Right, Teresa
3: and Shawnee up in early with us. She beat Terry in Green Bay with yeah, punch, did. which is very right. shocking, right? You used How to about to get up that.
2: So we had everything yesterday. Right. We had weather. All yep. four
4: seasons in one day. Like, literally, yeah, yeah. No, it's true. Yeah.
2: No, in one hour. Pretty much. yes. We had. The t- the time black the uh the T V station's time lapse weather camera, whatever didn't even have to time lapse. It was no, just they it was just it real time. Yeah. We like, holy crap, but look at this. Yeah. Uh we had we had a basketball that was kind of ridiculous. Yeah, we had a great a, night of basketball. We had some game winners, we had a fight. Yeah.
3: Um, Fran Freshilla saying something stupid. I don't think I've seen a broadcaster outside of Tony Romo get
2: worse at their job by the day than Fran Freshilla. He sucks. And then and then the the KU fan base melting down. Mm-hmm. And it was lucky the Jayhawks were on the road because they would have got court-stormed last night. The Jayhawks were home, you mean. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. They, they were home because yeah. had they been on the road, they would have gotten a court, court stormed yep. to and not Jay be happy been about putting
3: it. people in jail.
2: They would have been happy about it. So luckily they took the loss at home to take care of it. Right. Uh, but the meltdown is on for Jayhawk fans. I guess there'll be there must be a trip to Henry T's, Henry T's. Yeah. Yeah. and get some chicken, yeah. chicken fingers mm-hmm. and, uh, and and break bread together as a team and get this thing rallied before before we head to March. Right. So you got the loss out of your system. Got the loss. Seen this out. Before. Right. Why are you freaking out?
3: Yeah. Somebody tweeted us, our friend Jayhawk for life and said, is this like the Raider Christmas? Day game. And I'm like, yeah, that's a good way. That's kind of a good way to put it, right? It's the, it's the Raider Christmas Day game where you're, you're going to have a really bad performance. You're going to melt down and you're going to be just fine. Like like the KU fan melting down over this, which I I, I get it. Like you're, you're in love with your program and your team and all that kind of stuff. I think it's hysterical when KU loses and, and the fans melt down, Josh. And you know I went to KU, but you also know that I love seeing the utter meltdown of the of the fan base when they lose a game because when KU basketball loses a game, fans act like it's never supposed to happen. Like, oh my God, it's our birthright to win every single game. And it's not. You're becoming what college basketball is. And with with the the NIL now in place, it's just going to be harder and harder and harder, in my opinion anyway, to maintain that level of where you were. Like, there's no line of delineation anymore because people are going to come in with dough and they're going to write checks to make their program better. Look what's happened to KU with the football side of things, right? KU football is benefiting right now from this NIL. And we'll get more into that as the morning rolls along, but these basketball programs, you know, if, if you're a smaller school like a BYU or some nondescript place like Texas Tech and you're starting to write checks, hey, man, you're going to get the better player and your level's going to be up there. No longer are you going to be able to just walk around with a bag of money and pay people.
2: The meltdown, though, I do find I do find fascinating. Oh, it's, it's hysterically funny. Um, I love it. A lot of puking memes going yeah. around last night. <laughs> Uh, this is one of my favorites. Just a reminder to all, when the tournament rolls around, this KU team isn't making it out of the first weekend. You can book it. Are they talking Big 12 or NCAA well, suppose tournament, it's right? I the NCAA okay. tournament. They don't, KU fans don't care yeah. about the Big 12 tournament, do they?
3: No, um, I don't think so. Well, this year they may because they may have to play on the first night of the oh Big 12 goodness. tournament this year. They may not be a top-four seed going down Instead to Baylor University last night or whoever the ex, hell that was. Get an extra
2: game, then. Yeah, we'll that's, that's exactly right. You
3: like extra games, extra right? Extra games are great. Extra games are good. So
2: the meltdown is is, is kind of fun. Yeah, I got to it's wonderful you lose your minds you guys lose your minds it's it's unbelievable it's great like, there's
3: nothing better than the KU it's fan literally meltdown.
2: just a loss oh my god you we get lost in, ah. you get and you can't you can't wait to point out the fault that's going to knock them ultimately out of the tournament right. it's a little like chiefs fans i mean Pretty
3: well much. a little bit different though because at le-
2: chiefs I, fans I, before 2018
3: y- 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 well no y- y- this y- year we
2: had that though
3: and we like, did have this the is how they're going to yeah. play to
2: get yourselves knocked out in the
3: playoffs. Yeah. Okay. From that standpoint, yeah, you're absolutely you right. Know, you're right.
2: This is solely, totally how we're going to lose in the playoffs. Right. There's a lot of that they going were, on this you're year. Right, you Not all the was. time, but this yeah. year there definitely there was. was. <laughs> <laughs> there
3: definitely there was. was, you're right. There was a lot of that. And I'll say the same Especially thing on about this <laughs> side of the glass. I'll, 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 yeah. <laughs> you, yeah you, 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 you over there were saying all that stuff. And I'll say the same thing I was saying during chief season. It doesn't matter in the regular season, man. Like what you do in the tournament is all that's going to matter. If you're
2: tournament worthy. Well, There's plenty of teams are that are tournament worthy. They are Kansas, Kansas right? They're, We're not talking about your team. Kansas. There are your plenty team of sucks. There are plenty of schools that have to play every single game. Cause it does matter right. at this point in time. Now you're just playing for yeah. Pretty points.
3: Yeah. I'm, I'm talking from a KU
2: yeah. perspective, no, you're, whether you're, you're the
3: three or four seed, you're making the tournament yes. and what happens happens. Yes. You know, I mean, it's just not that big a deal. It really isn't. Yeah. It's not yeah. that big a deal. And there was a the regular season is irrelevant in college basketball.
2: When you're Kansas, just like for the chiefs, a great, like I think it was, it was Seth Davis. And he's like, uh, I see the the meltdown or something underway. It goes no one wants to point out that their best player is still injured. Or whatever he's like, that's yeah. he's like that's the reason. And then the K fans are like, it's not the reason. They're just like bowing at me. he was trying to say well, something nice like. It'll be fine. Yeah, you take you It'll take Patrick fine. Mahomes out of the lineup for the
3: Chiefs. Do you think they're going to play yeah. the same way? The answer is no. When like, you, when players make the game, right? It's not about
2: just because you played in Allen Fieldhouse, he you're expected like, it to win. It's one of the bigger injuries in the country right now or whatever. Was yeah. something like that. I was trying to make it like it's okay, and it's okay. And, I, oh, they want to have it. They won't have it. Won't mean, have it. it. it but Bill just. Self
3: even said, we're preparing to move forward without him. I mean, yeah. they're, they're not even doing like an Embiid where he, if we make it to the second that's weekend, probably, he would be back, That's right? probably good. Bill Self, is, but that's what you have to do. You can't go out there and prepare to have your players be you don't have your player. And so, so they, so they ended up losing last night. They're still going to make the NCAA tournament. And and then you judge based on what they do in the tournament, how successful the season was. I mean, I, I was talking to some people at, at spring training, Joshua, I was doing my recognizance work out there and, and, you know, the, the conversation was, was about the regular season and the length of the baseball regular season and all these other regular seasons. And somebody remarked to me that they that they said when you're a good team and you know you're going to the playoffs, these guys are bored by the regular season. And and then the Chiefs conversation came up and said they kind of look bored during the regular season. I said yeah, they are. They're 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 doing what they need to do in the regular season to get to the postseason. They're working out all the bugs and all that stuff, right? And then once they get to the playoffs, they know they're going to be a good enough team to get into the playoffs. Then here we go. Let's hit the gas. And that's exactly what the Chiefs did. Now, the, the, the Kansas basketball team obviously dealing with an injury right now. But you can't sit here and say that this is not going to be a good basketball team because they lost a regular season game on a Tuesday night in front of you know 13,000 fans or whatever it was over there last night. So just because you didn't win last night doesn't mean you can't win in the tournament. Like we've seen teams in the tournament win all the time that have no business winning. Look at the 88 Kansas basketball team. That wasn't the best team in the country. We were, they were like about a six seed that year and they won the national championship. Kids, so Google it. If you get into the playoffs, if you get into the tournament coaches have said that for years just get me in just get me into the tournament and let's see what happens and that's where it is with Kansas you hope your players get back you hope they're healthy you hope they're ready to go but you get into the tournament you see what happens if you get bounced in the first round then you have to spend more money on players
2: we're going to chat with Andy Reid coming up at 650 he will join us coming up today at 650 got a chance to catch up with him uh, from the combine uh, late yesterday so we'll hear our conversation with Andy Reid at 650 meanwhile it is indeed Sneed we'll get to that next Hey, this is Trey Smith. We'll go with my guy, Bob Pesco, in the morning, starting at 6 on 610 Sports Radio.
5: Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynorKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested
0: billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.
2: So way back Wednesday, that means you request music at 913 586 7610. Please include your name so that you may get the credit. We have a lot of Huey Lewis fans on the show. Yeah, we get a no Huey doubt. request every week. Every week, anytime you get some Huey Lewis in the news, it's that's bad. a good day, right? Yeah, yeah.
4: I love Huey Lewis. Yeah, yeah, a little power of love from our buddy uh Terry up in Green Bay for Jordan Love, who's looking at a 51 million a year extension. Excuse me, yeah, that's what Terry says.
3: 51 it's insane. 51 million but, hey, dollars per year and you got Tom say, Brady out here making yeah. 20 million dollars
4: unless he forgot the period in his no, text it might be it's quarterback gets paid, money you man that's just
3: the way it works it's Jordan ridiculous. Love had a nice end of the season he led did. his team to the postseason like I'll tell you what that game against the Chiefs really woke him up I think and you know made him believe that he could compete and sometimes for players that's all you need is that one big moment right and if, if Jordan Love ends up you know, playing good and becoming the next good quarterback in Green Bay. I bet if you give him some truth serum, he'll say, yeah, it was that game against the Chiefs. Not the one where Andy Reid didn't know my name and my mom was in the upper deck, but that one where we played at Green Bay and MVS didn't catch the ball at the end. That one
2: might have made a difference, too. Could have. I don't want to ever get a coach not know my name, and I don't want my mom sitting in the last row of a stadium ever again. Yeah, maybe maybe that is true. Yeah, that <laughs> is true. The whole thing that jump started. Right, him. so
3: the Chiefs can be know. can be credited in, in I guess in more than one way of helping yeah. Jordan Love arrive on the scene. So good for him, man. So. The Chiefs intend to
2: use the uh, the franchise tag.
3: Yeah, I think everybody was surprised at where the salary cap went, right? Because a week ago, nobody really knew what the salary cap was going to be. And then as we talked about yesterday, the NFL just gave you this big tax refund, this big windfall. And now all of a sudden it's like $253 million and, and teams are like, huh, all right, now I can use the franchise yeah. tag,
2: right? So uh, they're going to use it if they use it on luxurious need, right? Doesn't mean he's going to be back. Nope. They're also open to dealing him. Mm-hmm. But if they can't get a deal done, uh, they will be using the uh, the franchise tag. Brett Veach, Chiefs General Manager, dropping by the drive yesterday on 610 Sports Radio. I
6: mean, look, LJ's a great player, and, and he's going to get paid in some shape, form, or fashion, right? So uh, he deserves it. Love the kid. Now, he's been through so much in his life, and what a great story. What a great competitor. He's a consummate professional, and he comes in every day ready to work. A uh, bunch of games this year where, you know, I think he wasn't 100%. I think that Cincinnati game, I don't think he practiced all weekend. And he's like, I'm not missing this game. So um, he's not wrong in saying that, and he deserves it. And uh, love him, love everything about him. And that's why, just like Chris Jones, we're going to put our foot, you know, best foot forward, and hopefully we can get something done. Uh, super challenging, but. Again, these are great problems to have when you have two great players like that.
2: Super challenging.
3: Yeah, super <laughs> challenging. No, I mean, look, I, I still maintain that had Chris Jones signed a contract last year and didn't have the holdout. Lejarius Sneed already would have been signed, and we weren't sitting here talking about that and 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 talking about, you know, where we're going to go with LeJarrius Sneed. But I think right now, like, the, the players love that the salary cap goes up because it means more money for them. But also the players, like, dang, now everybody's using the franchise tag. Like the Giants are now considering franchising Saquon Barkley because the salary cap went up, right? And and all of a sudden you're, you're looking around, and guys that weren't going to be franchised now may all of a sudden get franchised. I think you have until the end of this week, if I'm not mistaken, you have like a two-week window to decide whether or not you're going to franchise somebody. But with the franchise tag, it presents so many options for the team. Like, this is a team-friendly thing, right? This is not necessarily a player-friendly thing as we have seen. Yes, you make good money for one year, but now you've got so many options with Lejarius Need. You can trade him. You can play one year under the franchise tag, or you can sign him to a long-term contract. And having that franchise tag designation, Josh, allows you to do so much with arguably one of your best players. And so I would love to see them get a a deal done with Lejarius Sneed, but I also believe we're probably going to see Legereus Sneed traded, but they're not going to give them away, right? They're not going to just give them to somebody because you want Legereus Sneed. They're going to come up with a nice package and get a, a bunch of draft picks back in return or a couple draft picks anyway, back in return for Legereus Sneed. And that sets Brett Veach up to do what he does brilliantly. And that's goes out there and drafts players. So like, this is a win, win, win for everybody involved other than Legereus Sneed, but for the Kansas City Chiefs as an organization, I think it's a win-win-win. Yeah. All
2: three scenarios are good. Now, he can go – they're essentially letting him talk to teams. <laughs> he can, you know, get some feelers. Right. And then if somebody comes back with a, oh, yeah, we really want you, okay, we'll call the Chiefs and see what we can do right. kind of thing. Right. And they're, they're open to doing that.
7: Mm-hmm. Um, and
2: just because Legereus goes out and talks, let's say, to the Eagles, and
3: they say, yeah, we want to sign you, here's well, what we're going to offer – then you have to work out the trade. And if the chiefs don't like the offer, then you're not going to be an Eagle, you know,
2: and you ain't getting no Eagle. You ain't getting no Eagle. Uh, So uh, Nate Taylor of the athletic, our 610 sports radio chiefs contributor uh, notes that uh, they're going to place a tag. um, If they're unable to agree in a long-term deal by March 5th. -hmm. Okay. Which is the, the, the trade deadline tag. Mm -hmm. And then uh, once tagged, uh, Snead, who he says wants to stay in Kansas City, as they all do, yeah, they right? all do right? knows yeah. he could be traded to a new team. So we will see. Um, yeah, I think it doesn't feel like that they're going to tag and keep him from everything that Veach was saying yesterday. It feels like they're going to use the tag because it's procedural and they right. have to. But then the intent would be to trade. If we can't yeah, right. if we can we work some out, out. Yeah. out in the next however, you know, however many days or whatever, uh-huh. and we know we're not going to well, then we're just using that to, to foster a trade.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So. And, and and I think, you know, like playing under the franchise tag is the third option out of the three, right? Which one do you prefer? Do you want to keep him here long-term or do you want to sign and trade Legereus? i name? like to keep him
2: here, no. I, I would.
3: I, w- I think I would, too. I, I think I would, too. But the, the flip side is those draft picks have been very valuable. And you look at the list of, of guys that they've drafted basically since Charvarius Ward went to San Francisco a couple of years ago, they've drafted a lot of defensive backs, Josh. And so I, I you know, Part of my thinking believes that the Chiefs believe that they've got guys on the roster that can come in and fill that void. Can they be as good as LeJarrius Sneed? I don't know, but when they lost Traverius Ward, we didn't know Lejarius Sneed was going to be as good, if not better, and he was better than what Traverius Ward is. Maybe the next guy on the roster, they've had a year or two with some of these young guys. Maybe Dave Merritt's like, bro, that guy out there is pretty good. You know, that guy can play, that guy can play. Let him go, go get the draft picks and start, you know, kind of reloading this team and moving forward because that's how you maintain yourself on top. It's it's not because you found the quarterback and head coach that's clearly a big help, but you have to continue to draft well. And more draft picks mean your roster gets younger and you have guys in the pipeline to fill in when you need them. So... I wouldn't be opposed to either one. If Snead comes back for a, for a long-term deal, great. If they trade him and get draft picks, hey, maybe that's even better.
2: Veach also saying they're picking up negotiations with Chris Jones.
6: The thing that we have going for us is that, you know, I think obviously we love Chris, and I think Chris generally wants to be here, wants to finish his career as a Kansas City Chief. And so, again, we'll we'll pick up where we left off. And, you know, I, I hope that we're able to make some progress and get something done, but also understand the reality of it is that it's, it's not a guarantee. And so, you know, we have to um, – Make sure that we have a series of contingency plans ready to go.
2: Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. They're still in the will see mode, right? Nothing's ruled out, but you're not going to tag Chris Jones; he was too expensive, too, way too expensive, way yeah. too he, expensive, even tag. with the increase in the, the cap. The, the tag makes sense for for luxurious need, and then hopefully they can work out a long term deal with for both. Because you we'll remember see. with Chris Jones, it's 120 percent of his yeah, it's salary, like thirty two million.
3: million or something like that. Where luxurious is like 19. he was going to be the high. Yeah. I
2: think it was the highest paid non quarterback going to yeah. be next year. Right? Yeah. You can't, mm, yeah, it's, it's a little much. Yeah. Can't, can't, probably can't uh, delve into those waters, can you? No. Um, what if I told you you had a 67% chance? You'd feel pretty good, right? Yeah. We'll discuss next.
5: Fesco in the morning. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. Liftmaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder Liftmaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. Tune in to hear Nate Taylor every Thursday at 8.25 during the Chief Season, right here on 610 Sports Radio.
7: I want a ticket to anywhere. Maybe we make a deal. Maybe together we can get somewhere. Any place is better. I always thought this song
2: was was strange because the 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 beat of the song does not indicate a fast car. It's like a, you're Far chilling, like you're chilling in a beater that's got a bunch of like newspapers on the dash, yeah, and uh, plastic cups in the seat. Yeah, big slob that's, car. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not a yeah. It's not yeah. that the song doesn't have the pace of a fast car. I've seen people that have just slobbed up their cars
3: so much, like like with stacks of newspapers and things. Like clean out your car. Pig. Well,
2: they're, they're called hoarders.
3: God, oh. oh, it's just disgusting.
2: Starts in the car, I believe. Durs, you put a dirt on that, right? Hoarders. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, 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 It's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yes. Uh, you request the music on the way back Wednesday nine one three five eight six seven six ten. Include your name, please. Our buddy Adam one of the
4: OG original Tracy Chapman
2: fast car.
3: And if you get
4: a moment, make sure you check out her performance from the Grammys. With it was really long. good. It was it great. Was phenomenal. phenomenal.
3: One of the best live performances I've seen so in a very good. long time. And I, I don't know how many times I've gone back and watched that. But that was, that was tremendously awesome.
4: As bad uh, as the Grammys were, that was like the highlight.
2: We will uh, chat with Andy Reid coming up at 6.50. He'll yep. join us coming up. Um, we'll talk football with Andy. I'm becoming enamored. Uh, I'm going to
3: caution you again.
2: Okay, It's right. spring training. I know, I Remember understand. what
3: I said? We can't pay attention to uh, records Royals and any of that kind of stuff. Split right?
2: yesterday. They're split squatter. Irrelevant
3: um, what your record is in spring. In at, fact, I told you the study. The better you are in spring, the worse you are in
2: the regular season. At the Mariners today on 1660 at 210 uh-huh. for the Mariners. But Francisco Cortez. Oh, yeah, this guy. Two for three. Uh-huh. Another stolen base and a defensive gym. I don't know. Think like this kid's got a real shot.
3: Well, you know, when I was out there the last couple of uh, days, Josh, there was like, you, you know, you start mixing in with some of the scouts. You sit behind the uh, the home plate and whatever, and you, you talk to people, and they go, "Where are you from?" I said, "Kansas City." They go, "Watch for this Cortez kid." Like, like the buzz is starting to build out there. Among the the what do you call them baseball dorks I guess baseball insiders scouts and guys with stopwatches around their neck timing you know the pitcher falling off the mound and all that nonsense, but they they had said to me you know watch this Cortez kid and, and I had texted you when I was down there I go keep an eye on this kid let's see let's see what he can ultimately do I don't know that he's going to make the the twenty six man roster obviously coming out of spring but just kind of somebody to keep an eye on down in the pipeline if there's an injury or something you know he's kind of a middle infielder can play short can play a little bit of second maybe they bring him up.
2: Okay, Francisco Cortez. Yeah, just mark keep down. an eye out. All right, I, I guess my tease was not great. I apologize. I said, if I said you had a 67% chance, you'd feel pretty good about it, right? You knew what the topic was, and you're like, yeah. Yeah. I guess if you, <laughs> you know, if we're talking about life or death, I don't know, 67%, you'd be like, I wouldn't feel great about it, but it, it would well, be okay. It's good. So, yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's okay. You'd right. want a higher percentage of that. Okay, so that being said. This is when it comes to making the college football playoff because mm-hmm. the college football playoff odds came out yesterday. Right. And, and it's 12 teams, of course, next year. But if I told you the K-State fan that they had you as a 67% chance to make the playoff. You're taking that right now. you'd be like, heck yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Two-thirds yeah. shot to
3: be in. K-State has the seventh best odds right now to
2: make it into the college football playoff. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah. What They're if I, actually negative money. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. What if I told Jayhawk fan, you have a nearly 29% chance of making the playoff. Yeah. Not like a bowl game or the winning the big 12. Right. To make
3: the playoff. Kansas has the 17th 20, best odds in the country to make the college football 8. playoff.
2: 8.57%. Sign me up. Missouri is probably going what the hell. Yeah. Uh, chance of making the postseason 23rd best odds in the country. So all of our local
3: teams have 20 the, the, the 23 or higher odds to make it into the college football playoffs, right? That's pretty good. Both teams are in basically the top 25 of odds to make it into the college football playoff, and and you can obviously say K State has got a great opportunity to win the Big Twelve. That thing's going to be wide open again. Kansas continues to, to you know to get better. Their over under number I think is eight and a half, which means a lot of people think they can win nine ball games next year. They're going to be a much better football program. But if you said
2: that, okay, great. Oh, it
3: sounds awesome. And then you take it a step further, yeah, and, and, like, and it's 17th be the best playoff? odds, you know. 17th best odds yes. if you're if you're Kansas. 23rd best odds if you're Missouri. Seventh best odds if you're Kansas State. Like Kansas State is minus 200 to make it into the college football playoff. Kansas is plus 250. Missouri plus 550. Only because they play in the SEC and it's going to be harder to make it, you know, in the SEC than it is going to be into the Big 12. And and it's it's interesting with this college football playoff now, Josh. I'm going to go off on a little tangent here. If this college football playoff had existed for the last 20 years, would we have seen conference realignment like we've seen it right now? Because you're looking at big 12 schools that are going to have an easier road, so to speak, to make it into the the college football playoff than if you're Missouri in the SEC. I would maintain that Missouri is probably the best of the three, right? Uh, The best of Kansas, Kansas State, Missouri right now. But because they play in the SEC and they have to play much stiffer competition, it's going to be harder for them to get into yeah, the 12-team I think, playoff. I think
2: the SEC route is harder than the – I think the Big 12 is a great route. Right. It's, the it's, it's a phenomenal
3: right route. So revisionist history would say, man, if we had to do it all over again and we knew about this 12-team playoff, which is eventually going to expand to a 16-team playoff – Maybe we should have stayed in the big 12 and we would have had a better opportunity of making it into the college football playoff because ultimately isn't that what it's about making it into that college football playoff and then getting that money and then finding a way to establish yourself as a winning program. Missouri may be really good next year, but they may be left out because of the league in which they play KU and K state could be playing in a game late in the year for potentially the right to go to the college football playoff at that point in time. I like how tw- cool is I this like 12 right? already. I do.
2: It leads to more.
3: Teams, I think, have the ability to be excited. Right. I mean, I, I just don't understand why people would be against the 12-team playoff. And and even when it moves up to the 16-team playoff, which it is eventually going to do, you you, you can't hate on that. I, I think it's really fun to have that opportunity. Like, you're sitting here in February, and all three local schools have a great shot to make it into the 12-team college football playoff. That's what we've wanted all along. And I love the fact that it's kind of taken on the life of basketball, and we're going to be following this, right? College football right now is on a heater, in my opinion. I
2: love where college football is going. So we we referenced this game a little bit yesterday because there was a there was a, another court storm that happened uh uh Mississippi Valley State against Prairie View AM. Yeah, Had a had a court storm and boy Jay Billis was sweating this one out. Right. Um so we were discussing that game a little bit yesterday. We didn't have the call of that game yet. Uh and and it is it is absolutely glorious. Mississippi Valley State. Stormed the floor. Why? Because they won their first game of the season.
3: It, like twenty-nine straight losses. And or there was so. only like yeah.
2: fifteen people that stormed the floor. So it wasn't huge, but Did the Billis put him in jail. But the call of this game just glorious.
7: I'm The Missouri Delta Devils are currently on a one-game winning streak. Yeah. With that game, the view Panthers will fall to 10 senior night. And 16, 5-10 the swag. The Missouri Delta Devils will improve to 1-27. What a senior night. One one 1-14 the swag. Let's go! Wins. <laughs> no, no one other than Raycoin Brown. Rayborne Brown. Brown. White, thank you, my guy. Host of Delta Devils and Double Peter tonight, and everyone just contributed to this win. and Big shout out AD Hakeem McClellan. Big shout out Kyle, Rabbit Play Production. Big shout out to B Club. Shout out to JR behind the camera. Shout out to everybody who was a part of this production company. Shout out to Andre Williams, my partner, my business partner. Big shout out to Spangler. Big shout out to Coach Ivory. Big shout out to the Swag. Big shout out MVSU B Club. Valley Sports Network. Until next time, baby. Remember, we love you, baby. <laughs>
3: How great was that? That is genuine
2: excitement by what seemingly was the student station, I think is what well, you found, right? He's, uh his name is he goes by Coach Brunson. Okay. He is now a graduate assistant on the football team and it was an all conference defensive back. Yeah, there you go. And Steve. now he's yeah. calling the game. That's awesome. Like that is so cool to hear that, and right? So and Andre Williams Jr. And they shouted at everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to our camera guy. Shout out to Swack. Did anybody have the totals after that? Oh gosh, no. They were out. So they were out. They gonna good. go, they were gonna go celebrate. They're on a one-game winning streak, which is hilarious. That's yeah. great. Hey, look, when you break 29 on a 29-game game win streak, they are 1-27 <laughs> on season. 1 of 14 of the season. 1-14 in the swack. That's I
3: an awesome it, call. I love it, man. That was great. Yes. The, the excitement, the jubilation, the joy. That's what sports should be about. So good. And then you have last night in Cleveland.
4: Leave it inbound,
3: just to the left of the Cavs bench.
4: All we need Leave is a
0: deflection. Pass deflected by Mobley, but grabbed by Doncic. Doncic bounced underneath the PJ, and he laid it in with 2.6 to go. Cavs out of timeout. Struess into Mobley, back to Max. Half court shot. Good. Good. He hit it. Cavs win.
7: This place is going crazy. net screws on the loose with the game winner 121 119 in one of the most incredible endings you will ever
3: see I mean you got to go watch the video of that too it, it it's not
2: it's they, not just a good shot it's a great shot They stormed the floor in Cleveland last night right No well, why not? Because it was, they, they beat, uh, who did they play? I don't care. It's, why didn't they court storm?
3: I don't think you can do that in the NBA. Come on. I think they frown upon that. There court was an storm. incident a couple of years ago up in Detroit. They yeah. called it the malice at the palace. Mm-hmm. And then you have Fran Ferschilla, who, like I said earlier, gets worse by the day.
0: Now, here they come. Watch this. This is just good basketball. And that's that's that should be a foul. And maybe a flagrant foul on Brock Cunningham.
3: How could it be good basketball and then should be a foul and then a flagrant foul? The man hip-checked the guy into the scorer's table. And then beer bottles rained from the crowd
2: and it turned into a melee. But that's good basketball. Except How? for it should be a technical foul. I don't now get it. Here they it. come.
8: Watch this. This is just good basketball. And that's that's that should be a foul and maybe a flagrant foul on Brock Cunningham.
2: So was there good basketball before the other guy fouled him? No. I don't know. It's college basketball, That's Josh. That's weird. Fraschilla sure stinks.
3: I mean, he he is the Tony Romo of college basketball. It's a fun ending, though, last night. Oh, college. yeah. What getting, a great ready, night.
2: getting us ready for Getting ready for, for the tournament. Can't
3: wait, man. Yeah. Like I was telling you the other day, I'm like, I can't wait for these conference tournaments. You're like, what? Excuse me? Who are you again? I'm like, I like conference tournaments because you always have great endings with nobody you ever heard of.
2: Uh, important one for the text line here on uh 816 when Missouri wins their first game in the league, Mike Kelly better sound like that. Oh, he better, yeah. <laughs> they play tonight at Florida, five thirty with the tip I on wanna, the Tiger Network. Don't don't win it now. We'll just we'll save there, it for Nashville. There's no way we're winning. No way. Save save, this save team sucks. Save the win for the first game of the postseason. Yeah, you got to win in Nashville on like Tuesday. Just yeah, just just keep it keep it rolling. Do you think Mike Kelly would get that excited? I, I how could you? No, well, no,
3: no. Tigers win on the Tiger Network. socket it post game show. Sock post game show is next. Ryan has the totals.
2: We will talk to the one, the only, Andy Reid. The coach will join us next.
5: Fesco in the morning. If my
3: neighbor came over and snuck zucchini onto my porch, I think I'd have him arrested.
5: Brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com.
2: Along with Bob Fesco. I'm Josh Klingler, Brian Williams, b Producing. Get him your request at 913-586-7610 on the Wayback Wednesday. Include your name.
4: Our buddy Gene and Glendale wanted a little Aerosmith this morning back in the saddle. Again. You know, that's a deep track from Aerosmith, is it? I don't
3: know that Aerosmith song. Should I know that Aerosmith song? I didn't know it until Gene requested yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't yeah. either. Josh, did you know that Aerosmith song? I did. You did. Okay, yeah. so Josh knew it. But I, I did not. I did not know that one.
2: Can't hit that note though. (laughs) Mick
3: Jagger was really good in Aerosmith. I like Mick Jagger with Aerosmith may be the greatest rock compilation of all time. Oh
2: no, this was with Run DMC. Oh. The uh, combine is underway in Indianapolis, and we had a chance uh, yesterday afternoon to talk to uh, to one Andy Reid, the head coach of the Chiefs. Who, uh, who joined us yesterday in the midst of uh, a Combine Week. It's combine kind of Week. A, it's a zoo over there. Very in stressful Indianapolis. week. Yes. Indianapolis. So we caught a him. Lot a lot of people in underwear. We caught him in a moving vehicle. actually. Yes, yes, yes. yes we did. Uh, he buckled, buckled, strapped himself in for an interview with Bob and I. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> how big of a turning point was the Raider loss at Christmas at well, Arrowhead?
8: Yeah, it was. It kicked our tail. Um, and that, I thought that kind of woke us up. You know, the some of the veteran players just said, "Hey, this this nonsense has got to stop. Whether it's whether whether it's with the turnovers, the drops, all of these things that that went on, it needed to end, and it needed to end quickly. And so, um, I I thought that was a, a turning point there, and it and the guys did. I mean, they put their foot down, and and things changed."
3: We're talking with Andy Reid and and coach after that game, I I was, you know, having the conversation with some folks. I go, this is probably the best thing that's going to happen to these guys. It seems like when you've gone on these runs to win these Super Bowls, which is still, you know, phenomenal to say you had that Tennessee game in the first year, you know, when you when you lost to them and kind of bottomed out there and then you had the Raider game kind of bottomed out this year. How how do those things really bring everybody together? Like, what do you do as a coach to say, "All right, we're stopping all this and we're getting back to where we need to go"? Because after that Tennessee game and after this Raider game, you guys just took off and never lost again.
8: Yeah, well, you hope you have the right guys in the in the locker room. I think is the most important thing, and the right coaches, where guys don't point fingers, they they take responsibility. And as coaches, we all took responsibility. As players, we took responsibility. So, um, and then. You know that uh, there you have pride, and and so you you want to make sure that it, you identify the problem, and then let's go fix it, and fix it quickly, um, uh, which we ended up doing. I mean that was that was important.
2: What did you learn about Patrick through all this? I feel like that you've you've known a lot about him, but you faced some seemingly true adversity and had him kind of step up in those big moments then late.
8: Yeah, that was the new thing for him. So that was something that will help him the rest of his career. He, he, uh, he, we weren't number one, you know, offensively. (laughs) So, uh, but we were, we were, we were pretty good defensively and the defense, it really kept uh, the offense in in the game, as you'd say. And, and then special teams did some nice things, Um, but Uh, Patrick, I think what he'll take from this is that my positive attitude can affect everybody and um, guys can grow around me. And you always hear the term that great quarterbacks make everybody around them better. And, and he did that. He made Rasheed Rice better. He worked through the drops that we had with the receivers. Um, Rasheed Rice kelsey be more productive it wasn't that kelsey had lost his legs or was old or this or that it, it was that he was trying to go after two to two defenders at one time and so once you put Rashi in there who grew at doing kind of the sim- similar things that kelsey can do um then they can't double Kelsey. they've got to take care of both these guys and that's that's a big load for a defense especially working inside the numbers which is the quarterback sweet spot. And so inevitably it gets the ball out quicker, which helps your, your holding calls that were making, that were killing us. Um, and, uh, you know, it allows Pat to be not having to move quite so far in the pocket and uh, the catches go up, you know? So anyways, it, it all kind of worked together and, and got, got better as we went on uh, into the playoffs.
3: Andy, when did, Patrick realized that it wasn't going to be the same. I mean, obviously last year you went and won the Super Bowl without, you know, Tyreek and having that quote unquote burner, if you will, but you still had Juju Smith-Schuster. When did Patrick realize, Oh my God, this is a lot different than anything I've ever had to deal with before in the NFL.
8: I think he knew it during training camp. I think he, he saw that um, it was, it was going to take a little time um, to, to get everybody caught up. But he, he also knew, He was close with Rasheed, so he'd worked with him during the summer, worked with him before the draft. And he knew that uh, how Rasheed would go, that that would really help the rest of the offense go. And uh, now, did he anticipate the drops we had? No, he wasn't anticipating that. Uh, Was he anticipating the penalties? He wasn't anticipating that. But I I think he knew that it would take a minute to get the offense really firing, um, you know, probably early in camp there.
2: Talking with Andy Reid here on Six Ten Sports Radio. Did you anticipate the defense being this good?
8: Well, you, you know, we saw it at the end of last year, um, before the Super Bowl, end of the playoff run. We, we saw those young secondary guys really mature and do some do some nice things for us. And so, um, and then once we got into camp, I'm going. I think I told you guys this, but uh, uh, the the zones were tighter and the man coverage was tighter we were tackling better. It was just, um, and, and the D line was productive and it, you know, it was just a, a, our linebackers were another year older and, um, and we forget how young they are. And, and so, um, I, I felt like I'm going, we, we really have a chance to be a really good defense. And then, yeah. in the equation that you have spags and that, that, um, uh, that defense he runs is is something. I mean, it's, it's complicated to go against from an offensive standpoint um, and he's got good coaches with him. So that, that becomes important. And I just, uh, I, I felt like that we were going to be, I, I felt like we were going to be really good on defense.
3: Andy, I think also too, with, with the spag situation, I want to kind of deviate just for a second I don't know that I've seen a better assistant coach coordinator in the history of this game. Well, maybe other than you when you were up in Green Bay, but with with Steve Spagnuolo. I mean, what what he did, not just with you guys, but shutting down Tom Brady in that Super Bowl. I was just watching the first few episodes of the Dynasty about them on Apple TV and kind of reliving Steve Spagnuolo shutting down Tom Brady, Steve Spagnuolo going in and shutting down Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson and, and San Francisco and Brock Purdy in this postseason – why is he so good? Like when, when somebody asks you to say, tell me about Steve Spagnolo and why he's good at what he does. What do you first answer with that?
8: i tell you, he's a great teacher. That's what i tell you. You know, he's a good guy too, but I mean, and a very hard worker, but he, he's a great teacher. And, and so he, he'll take whatever your strengths are and he will work with them and exploit them. And then he'll take whatever your weaknesses are and help you get better at them. And, and uh, he'll fit, he'll fit schemes around you. Uh, I always mention about he's got, if you dressed out, you're going to play. He's going to have something for you somewhere. And, uh, and that's so true.
3: What about the, the the season in in general dealing with not, not only the, the offense being where it is, but also now having Taylor Swift into the fold? I mean, I know from a father's standpoint, my daughters fell in love with watching every game because of Taylor Swift. From a coach's perspective, to see that kind of spotlight on your team like no other team has seen before, did you have to talk about how we're going to handle this, what we're going to do? Because it seems like no matter what's thrown at you, you're never you're never rattled you're prepared for everything how did you have to prepare for this kind of thing to happen to you
8: well i you know what i actually knew her and her family before uh trav did i mean she they're from pennsylvania there and and uh her dad was an eagles fan football fan really but an eagles fan and um i believe he played at delaware so you know he gets anyways he gets the game he understands and um and she you know she's got a great mom and they they're very close that way and and so i met her when she was young i i never worried that she wouldn't handle it i mean she handles herself so well and done so well in her career um that i never worried about that i was just kind of happy that they they were both happy and um Trav never let it be an issue she never made it an issue i think she really enjoyed herself um watching the games and not having to be uh have the spotlight on her you know i mean she was able to get in there and, and travel as the guy and and uh she enjoyed that part and and not having to uh be the star of the game you know she she could just hang out up there and enjoy Brittany and the crew and i, I thought it was all positive you know very positive thing
3: did you play a role in in fixing those two guys up, or fixing Brittany and, or not Brittany, but the uh, Taylor and Travis up? What kind of role did you play in that?
8: I had nothing to do. I had nothing to do with that. But I think she mentioned to him that um, when they met, she goes, "You know, I know, I know your coach," and he kind of went like, "What coach?" And she goes, uh, uh, "Coach Reed and and his wife." And he she, and Trav went, "Oh no, that's not that's not what I wanted to hear." so but listen it, it was all good it, it was they're good people they're good people both of them and i'm, I'm happy that they're happy really
2: andy Reid joining us here on 610 sports radio uh players have openly talked about a 3 Pete. how do you handle that from not becoming a thing i guess
8: i don't worry about all that i i mean those kind of things are great um you know, you just make sure you come to St. Joe ready to go because that that part won't change. And the guys all know they know that um, that's a tough. It's tough up there. It's hot. It's humid. You better come back in shape. And so you go enjoy. You say what what you say, and and then let's get back to work. I mean, that's that's what you have to do. You got to build build the foundation um, before you can you know get any of that stuff taken care of. So and and that you know that that will be important once we get there
3: yeah, I, I know you guys are probably not going to focus on it and maybe talk about it, but obviously it's going to be the, the number one thing that everybody's talking about going into the season. And I think that's good. Like, I, I feel like, you know, every year Patrick needs a little chip on his shoulder. Oh, this guy said we couldn't do it. Or that guy said we couldn't do it. And now you've got this three-peat thing, something that nobody's done. And when you start talking about legacy with Patrick to go three straight and win three straight championships, no other quarterback in the history of the league has done that. How important do you think that's going to be to him to get that done?
8: Well, listen, all the guys like challenges. We, we set that as our goal every year is to, to win the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I think all 32 teams do that. Um, so that's why I tell you, you, keep coming back to St. Joe. Um, uh, you still got to work. And it's very hard to win a game in this league, uh, let alone a championship. And so um, you, you got to build the foundation there. And Patrick loves challenges. Nobody likes challenges better than him. And uh, – and likewise with a few of those other guys I mean they they all like they all like to be challenged but um you know I, I that's where I say it doesn't really matter it doesn't hurt it, it, that's okay I'm okay if that's how they think about it but again we just gotta make sure we we work and that, that part won't change
2: it's combine week obviously you have a lot of staff that's been working on you know scouting during the year with the, with the college players how much do you do during the season in that regard and I guess, what is this week then like for you? Is it without, without saying what is your role after your scouts do a bunch of the work? What do you come in and do or try to get accomplished during combine week?
8: Yeah. Um, I, it's kind of our first introduction as coaches to these kids. And, and so, uh, where the guys have been out to the schools and seen them and, and done all that bit, this is our or the bowl games. And, uh, Uh, all-star games all that stuff so but this as a coach this is their first time that you get a chance to meet with these guys and i think that's the best part i don't really care about the workout stuff i mean we can get that we have all that on video so we can we can watch it back in the office just like we do game tape and uh, uh but to have a chance to meet the kids i think is is a good good starter for all of us
3: how bad do you want Marvin Harrison Jr. on the team? Is it as bad as I do for the last year? Or you're like, all right, we may not get him at 32, you know?
8: Yeah, I think, I think I think he'll probably go a little higher than that. But he yeah, he's a heck of a player. Um, you know, I I know he there's some his dad was pretty good too. So I I competed against him uh with with a few of the different teams or you know, the two teams that I was on. So um he uh but the kid sure has done a nice job, and he seems like a great kid too.
3: Is it a relief for you? Because I know it is for me, and you know, not not that it matters what what Josh and I think, but a relief for you that like you don't have to deal with this quarterback stuff every year, like all these other teams. Like you got your guy, and everybody else is still trying to find theirs. Like it's got to make things a lot easier this week, doesn't it?
8: Yeah. Listen, we're all lucky for that. We're all I, I say it every year. We're we're all lucky to have Pat Mahomes. Uh, the city of Kansas city yourselves. I mean, you, you know, we're all, we're all blessed to have him uh, be the quarterback of this football team. Cause he handles it the right way. And uh, it's more than just throwing passes. He, he does it the right way. And he's a, he's a good team captain in that.
3: Who's I, the better I, duo for you guys, Andy, is it you and Brett or is it Patrick and Travis?
2: <laughs>
3: well, <laughs> we're,
8: I, I don't know that, but I know those two hang out a lot together, and I'm glad they're, they're buddies because they really they trust each other, and uh, that's helped us in a few games, I'd say. I do trust Beach, though. I, don't take that wrong.
3: Right, right. Yeah, because when we were debating it on the show the other day, we're like, who's the better duo, Andy and Brett or Patrick and Travis? And you can imagine the text line was going crazy, like one side's taking Andy and Brett, the other side's taking Patrick and Travis. It's just one of those great sports radio debates, but I always maintain, like, Patrick and Travis and, and whatnot came into a great situation. You are clearly better than everybody else in the league. Brett has shown he's better than everybody else in the league. You guys have established this great culture here that when people come in, they're going to have success. And a lot of places don't have that.
8: Well, hopefully it's a good square, right, uh, between the four of us um, and the other guys involved there. So we're, we're all, um, yes, very. I'm going to tell you, very fortunate.
3: Before we let you go, when, when you were tackling Chris Jones, did you present a contract and say, here, sign this for the next couple of years because we're going to 3 and we want you to be part of it?
8: You know, I was so happy for that kid. Uh, I didn't ask him about the contract. I was so happy for him because he pushed himself past where he thought he could push himself. And and he, he went back in that game when he was just exhausted and made plays. And um, so I thought I'd just body slam him just so he could feel the weight of it. But um, uh, that contract. Be a lot heavier than than me, I think. Yeah, no question. Going to do okay there,
3: Andy. We appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Enjoy seeing the uh, the guys enjoy the shrimp cocktail at St. Elmo's, and we'll look forward to you coming back to KC. All
8: right, guys, appreciate you, man. Thank you.
2: That's Chiefs head coach Andy Reid joining us from the uh, the combine. As uh, <laughs> I didn't know how to phrase, like, uh, what exactly is your role here? Because yeah, all what would you say you do? Because all the scouts do, you know, like. Yeah, we're going to look at defensive linemen. Right. Well, and he's not looking at 50 defensive linemen. Give me two. Give me, yeah, you know right, what I mean? Right. So, like, what? when he gets to the combine, you know, he's got probably all these people in his ear. Oh, I've been watching this guy all year. You right. think okay, just get, like, when does it whittle – Whittle down to him, you know, I,
3: I, I, I really would like to know what it's like, like, you know, like I, I envision, and this is such a bad image, but I'm going to say it anyway. I envision like Andy in this big chair, right? Bring me the defensive alignment today. Right. And, and Brett Veach carries in like three, you know, defensive linemen that they're looking at and Andy reviews the film and that's Monday. And then Tuesday, bring me the defensive backs, you know. Correct, and then he yeah. sits there and they bring him yeah. the defensive backs so and yeah, he I kinda like goes visual. over that, yeah. right? Like that's kind of the visual. Like Andy's not looking at fifty different defensive linemen. That's why we have scouts, and these guys are amazing at what they do. I could not be a scout, Josh. I just couldn't. I mean, the the intricacies and the things that they look at and and the the, the measurables and all and that all, kind of stuff. And then man. for a
2: guy you don't get. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, right, like all the work that you put in a lot of time work. Yeah, but I but I'm also envisioning like a scout's coming like uh like uh November 1st or something like right Hey coach, coach, hey I got this. And he's like, not now, man. Hey, I got this quarterback at not Texas not. Tech. Dude, we're in the not, middle of a season. Not, not now. Like yeah. uh, you you do you. You guys put together, <laughs> I'll get you back to it. Right. Me. I'm glad you're excited. Right. Uh, but uh it's not exactly on my plate. Right. Not worried about that today. No, 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 no. We're not so, worried about that today. You gotta have the right you gotta have the right people you trust to, to do that. Because you may, imagine doing that as well. Well, I which mean seemingly kind of did in, yeah' you know, I'll be the same. That sounds like a never ending process.
3: It sounds like hell is really yeah. what it sounds like. You know, I I've, I've been Watching the, the the Dynasty on Apple TV with the Patriots, and one of the episodes featured Bill Parcells a little bit talking about Robert Kraft, and he's like, "I don't like this guy. He's not going to be very successful." He goes, "I was the head coach. I wanted to handle the draft, and that was back in the '90s when coaches wanted to buy the groceries and do the shopping and cook the meal and that's, all that kind of stuff. That's just too much. Yeah. It's it's just too much. One individual can't be in charge of everything." If you want to do it the right way, you have to have those people in place that you trust to go out and scout the talent, and then bring the talent yeah. to you, and maybe you well, make the last-minute decision.
2: We got something. about ten guys. I like them all. Bring me three. Yeah. Like when you're at three, let's talk. Let's talk. <laughs> right? I don't want any more than three. Like, I don't need the fifth I, running back. Number. Right, no. Whittle this thing down. Right. Whittle this thing down. Right. So, uh, thanks to uh, to Andy Reid for dropping by the uh, show today.
0: We're gonna present you a little Chiefs hypothetical next